Welcome to the Better Business Podcast, a series for those business owner operators who want to create a better business. Here are your hosts, Chris and Mark. Welcome listeners to another podcast from the Better Business Podcast. We don't have my fellow podcaster with me today, Chris Pesamanti, but I'm really happy to say we have a guest, is uh, a friend of Chris and I and a colleague of Chris and I, uh, whose name is Michael Ahi. Hi, Michael. Hello. Good to have you on. Uh, Michael's talking to us from Wellington, New Zealand. The topic for today's podcast is, I don't be busy. Now, let me just give you a bit around that. A while ago, I was sitting with Michael having a coffee. And I turned to Michael and said, what are you doing? Do you remember what you said to me, Michael? Well, I said, I'm working on my car. And then you said, are you busy? And I said, I don't do busy. Yeah. What I said to you. That's exactly right. Um, You also told me what you were doing. And you might just give the listeners a general idea of what a month might look like for you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Mark. And uh, great, great to join in on this podcast. Um, I, am, I live in Wellington, New Zealand. I am a uh, professional independent director, uh, business owner, and a regular month for me looks like um, a series of board meetings uh, through the month. Um, and uh, for me, I work four days uh, a week uh, for that month and 45 weeks of the year. So a normal month for me is around four days a week doing my uh, my board work and some of my private consulting and mentoring work uh, and then pursuing my other passions my family my cars my motorcycles and uh, and other things and the university and i am yes i'm the chancellor of massey university uh, and the chairman of a and board member of a range of agri food and companies involved with the New Zealand public sector if the ordinary person listened to that, they would probably respond exactly as I did, which was, sounds like you're a bit busy. And as you said, you calmly turned to me, looked me square in the eye and said, I don't do busy. So can, from here, can you take it away and walk us through, I don't do busy? Because this is one of those four letter phrases that can, it made me rethink and I don't do busy now. And I feed it to a lot of other people, that same phrase. And it's a staggering the reaction you get. And I just love it. And I think it's really worth you talking us through you not doing busy. Well, it started when I was with my father and we were in our small hometown uh, in in a small coastal community in Taranaki. And um, Dad likes to think that he knows every single person in the town. It's 1,500 people. We walked into the old bank building, which had now become a trendy cafe. Uh, And he walked up to the the owner, who he didn't recognise, and said, hello, my name is... guy introduced himself and he said what how are you going is it are you busy which is a pretty normal question most people ask and the guy turned around and said uh can i just say that i really don't do busy and i was staggered by his response just as you were and this was some eight years ago now and then i inquired and and we then had a great conversation because when people say to you uh, are you busy your normal response is, is to say well yes i am and so then we have a, two, a one-on-one conversation with each other where we have what I call a busy-off. So someone says, are you busy? And you say, yes, yes, I'm busy. And then we have a busy-off about who's busier than the other person. 
And I decided from that day on that I wasn't going to, when someone said, are you busy? I'm going to say, no, I don't do busy. I'm usefully occupied or some other phrase that I use at the time. So that was the, the, the genesis of the, of the whole idea, Mark. Um, and then from there, um, using some of the tools and techniques, which, which we may or may not talk about in my coaching and my uh, mentoring, um, I've made some choices uh, around um, my lifestyle and my work and life and balance around that um, to, uh, to, to be true to that, that, that statement around uh, I don't do busy. I love this, Michael, from a number of perspectives. Firstly, you're the chair of a number of boards uh, and the university is a pretty big one. And for someone in that position generally who would rub shoulders with a lot of other business people to boldly say, I don't do busy, I think is fantastic. I have a couple of expressions around this. One is busy is the new black. And uh -huh. people just, just think it's, it, it's so smart to be busy. After you told me... I, at the little beginning of this, I said that you and I are having coffee and I come back to that. This is the coming back to the coffee. I was sitting in a cafe the other day having a coffee and I got a call from a mate and he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm sitting here having a coffee and eating a cannoli. His response was, you're not busy. Well, after um, choking back the volley of foul language that could have come out of my mouth, <laughs> which didn't, I said to him, you must be kidding no, I'm not doing busy, but if you think I'm not focused on having this coffee and eating this cannoli, you're off your tree. What that says to me is that people think their busyness is a lot better than other people's, whatever they can be doing. And I, mm. I just find that really... Mm. Another thing you explained to me was how you run your year. You sort of had a formula mm. around this, which really intrigued me. I can't quite remember it now, but it was how you split your year up, how you get family holidays in. Yeah, so the, the context there was... Um uh, was what I call four and 45. So work four days a week, 45 weeks of the year. Uh, Mark, I actually tried to do four and 40. Um, but to try and get four, 12 weeks off a year, it's quite difficult when you've got a family because uh, you find yourself um, spending a lot of time on your own. So four and 45 was kind of where I've landed. And so that was a conscious choice I made that I would work four days a week for 45 weeks of the year. And so what that means is that I set up my infrastructure, set up um, the work that I do to fit within that parameter. And, and I've found that's been, it's been a remarkable thing for me. Now, two questions there. One is on your four days a week. If I try and get you to do something on the fifth day, mm -hmm. how, which is work-related, how are you with that? Uh, so I will say no. Um, to you, love it. I love it. Yeah, and, and, the, and the way that yeah, the way that exhibits itself, for example, is when, when I said to my PA at the time that I wanted to do this, she looked at me sort of, well, okay, how's that going to go? So I said, let's choose Fridays, uh, and then the first time that uh, one of my clients rang, it was a chief executive who wanted to meet me on a Friday. She said, uh, and she was quite nervous about it because he he could be a little a little testy at times. Uh, she said, well, Michael doesn't work on Fridays. And there was this pause and she was thinking, uh, what's going to happen here? There was this pause. And then he said to her, Sue, when Michael and I are next together, can you ask him? Because I want to talk about how I can do that. <laughs> that was the response. And there you have it right there, Michael. This is the golden bit that it's doable, isn't it? It, it is doable. It is definitely a choice. Now, having said that, there are some Fridays so what 
and and the infrastructure when I said to bank infrastructure, my EA Sue is who's been with me for twelve years is is she keeps me honest to it as well. So you've got to have people to keep you honest to it. So if there is a Friday for some reason there is a crisis or something occurs where I have to be somewhere on a Friday, she will schedule it uh, so that I have one day through the rest of the week, uh, and that can be at a minimum another day or it can be a half day through the week. So that is the way that I manage. But generally. Um, with a bit of planning and some foresight, you can get out of the Friday uh, as I've done. For example, with the, with the University Council, we had our, our council meetings, um, six of them a year, on a Friday. Uh, when I became the Chancellor, I said to the council, why do we have our meetings on a Friday? No one could really answer the question. And then what I said was, would you consider moving that to a Thursday? And everyone went, that would be great because who wants to travel on a Friday afternoon to get out of airports? I'm sure your listeners all around the world will know what it's like when you're flying out of Sydney airport or Auckland airport or San Francisco on a Friday at five o'clock trying to get home. Uh, who needs that energy? And uh, that story I've just told you, we changed it and we shifted. So it took nine months to get through that process, but we shifted the meetings from a Friday to a Thursday. It took you nine months to get it from a Friday to a Thursday? Well, we had to go. You can't just, for a lot no, of, uh, of boards, you can't. you can't just overnight change it. You've got, you've got a year scheduling. So this meeting happened in March when we had this discussion. And so we, we carried on through to December. And then in the following year, we changed it up to Thursdays. Now, do they love you for this? Well, uh, I'm not sure if they'd love me for it. I can tell you what, though, the relief and people just around the room at the time um, so that people can get home to their families and not be uh, stuck in traffic on a Friday afternoon. Mm. Another thought I'd like from you on being busy is when people say they're busy, when I get into this discussion with them, what's going mm. through my head is you're only making choices. You're choosing this to do that over the, this thing you're doing over some other thing. It's not that you're busy. You're just making a choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How does that sit with mm -hmm. you? Yeah, well, I think the whole thing is around choice, isn't it? And the, and the and, and it's also the language around busy. Um, you know, for example, we had a client. I had a client, Sue and I, who the word busy came up a lot in their vocabulary. Every time we go there, they would be talking about busy. Well, we're really busy. We're really busy. I picked them up on it and I said, so what does that tell people when when your people? This was a, a, a manufacturing business. What does it tell people coming into a business when you continue to say the busy word all the time? And they were like, well. That's, isn't that good because they know that we've got lots to do? And I said, could it be the other way? Flip it, that they might think these guys are so busy, they can't give, I, can't, I can't give them any more work. Or they're too busy to do my, busy to do my stuff adequately and on. So that was a real flip for them. So they decided as a business to take out the word, the B word, as they now called it, completely from the vocabulary. Now, I'm not saying that's the single reason that that company exploded in its sales but they were not actually busy. They just wanted, they just said it because of habit, but they needed more work. So as soon as they took the busy word out, they said to clients, they come up with things like, are you guys busy? We, they, some of them just said, we would really like some more work from you. <laughs> because we're having a busy off. It was, oh, I love this. I love this because isn't that, isn't that interesting? that it, it flipped their, their psyche and their language just there, right in that little moment. We'd like more work. Yes. Let them think that thought instead of we're always busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, that's because uh, you mentioned you mentioned before the judge, you know, the judging word, and you make some comments around the judging, and and uh, so a lot of, you know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners find this too. When you when you're in the busy of, uh, I mean, what do you think is really going on? People are judging you, going, I've said I'm busy, so therefore I must say I'm busy because I'm going to be judged if I don't say that. Yes. So, so try it. I say to people, try when someone says busy, say something else like, yeah, I'm 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 um, usefully occupied. You might find that also saying, oh, well, I don't do busy, can start a whole different conversation. Uh, because what happens in a normal busy, how are you? Busy. Oh, yeah, I'm busy too. And then we, then we talk about... Yeah, it just negates a conversation, doesn't it? Yeah, you don't and, then, a, and then we move on. No, you don't have a conversation. Or a meaningful yeah. one anyway. Uh, someone I worked with a while ago, um, who was a busyness freak, we asked him one day at how busy he was, and he told us when he went to bed, and we worked out that he got up before he went to bed. He was so obsessed with being busy. A question I have for you. um, So the seven weeks free in your year, 45 of 52, Mm -hmm. what do you do in the other seven weeks? Well, it depends on the, the, what's going on in the year. So I have, I have teenage children or one who's now 20 uh, and happily married to Janine for 25 years. So I spend time with them. I spend time with my family. We take, uh, we have a rule that we will take a three-week holiday together as a family somewhere in the world each year. Um, this year, we we uh, rode a Harley Davidson from New Orleans to Chicago, um, and so we made choices around those family holidays. Um, so typically, it's a two or three week in the middle of the year to get some sunshine, and then um, two or three weeks over the the Christmas break. To, so that's typically how those. The sixth week would be spent, and the seven weeks is my, and the seventh week is my time. So I might go and do something just for me. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! In this whole, I don't do busy thing, Michael. I'd like you to go to something that we, you, and I used to use before when we were coaching, and yes. it's definitely part of the I don't do busy, which is you aren't what you do; you are who you are. Mm-hmm. Because I think that busyness plays into I am what I do, therefore I must be busy. Otherwise, I don't have an identity. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a whole big topic, isn't it? It is um, a very big topic. Can you yeah. briefly? Yeah. Because you yeah, don't well, I can. Because um, yeah, I mean, if you think about uh, and the other way to express it, we we've, we've talked about um, be do have, haven't we, Mark? Yeah, as opposed it's, to it's, that's what to have is. do be. Yeah. You know, so uh, I, I think the removing or being conscious around taking busy out of your vocab and then your way of being does speak to, okay, I'm going, rather than I want to have this, therefore I'll do these things and therefore I'll be that kind of person, a busy person potentially, I'm going to be this kind of person. In other words, I'm going to be a person who's, who's leading up, you know, whatever you want that be to be. Therefore I'll do this and therefore I'll have, and the have comes as a result of that. So I think um, that's a very quick way of describing how I think a lot of people, and certainly in my coaching and my mentoring and, and in boards and in corporate activities, when they flip to a be-do-have kind of mindset as opposed to a have-do-be mindset, life can look very different for them. Mm, perfect. Mm. Perfect, perfect. Because, you know, it's never on your tombstone what you did. It's on your tombstone who you were. No. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, one thing I've got going around in my mind right now, which was I listened to a podcast by a guy called Joe Rogan. You may or may not listen to him. He's out there a little bit. 
interviews mm-hmm. some truly interesting people. Anyway, on this particular podcast, he interviewed a neuroscientist, an English guy, whose specialty was yes. sleep. In this, mm-hmm. in this whole, it goes for about two hours. It's a fantastic uh, podcast. And if anyone thinks they're doing really well on a few hours sleep, you're, completely, you're delusional because you're not. Um, that came from this podcast. But what this guy said is this, that uh, let me sleep on it. The expression let me sleep on it is truly real. They've tested this from scientific perspective, that while you're sleeping, your subconscious mind is doing the heavy lifting. It's not your brain conscious mind. It's your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And you will quite often solve something that you couldn't solve while you were conscious. Yes. That this comes into the busyness thing that if I'm busy, I will get it done. And if I'm busy, I will solve it. If I'm busy, if I go at it like a dog with a bone, it'll all work out. Whereas mm-hmm. sometimes it's just better if you don't. If you put it down, let it go, come back to it tomorrow, don't do it or mm-hmm. sleep on it. Do you, um, this is a slightly out, out there concept. You may not have experienced this, although knowing how you approach problems a little, I think you probably may go somewhere near this. Is, would that be fair? Very, very much so. Uh, I mean, I think it just talks to a little bit of if what it comes talks to a little bit what I've the mindset that I've attempted to to bring to my way of being, which is to manage my energy, not my time. I think you need to say that that, so good. Well, here, this is to manage my energy, not my time. So, what that means is you talked about people who you know, uh, the the caught up in, in doing this. Even though that might not be, they might not be in an energetic space to be able to do it. So you talked about putting it aside, sleeping on it. Well, it could be even like just putting it aside for a few moments, a few hours, a few days, so that when you come back to it, go back to it when you're energetically ready to deal with it. Because everyone's got stories of times when they were just slogging away at doing a task, putting it aside, coming back to it a few days later, and they get it done in ten minutes. And so that's the active way of of managing your energy, not your time, and being aware of, you know what, right now, energetically, I don't really have any energy to do that task right now. So you know what, I'm going to do something else. That's what, to me, that's what that means. And that is freeing to the mind, heart, and soul. And people would go, oh, Michael, that's really difficult to do. I've got all these things to do. Um, But I think if you're active about it, it, you you can uh, achieve amazing things by managing your energy and not focusing on the time in which you do it. Mm. And that thing that people say to you, Michael, which is, oh, I can't do that. I've got so many things to do. If you went through their to-do list, you could probably whittle it down by half just to start with in what's important, what's not important. Do you really need to do some of that? Does it need to be done today? Do you do that in your coaching? Mm. Well, yeah, we'll ask, we'll ask it, flip it another way is go, given that list rather than try and do some time management thing i mean who can manage time time is un we, humans can't manage time everyone's got exactly the same amount <laughs> so yes, that's right. it, it is actually it is that but people can manage the energy they have and everyone's got the same amount you can't manage the time but you can manage your place and your where you apply your energy to that and so what i say to people is rather than let's go through and do an old prioritization exercise i ask them some questions what have you right now got energy to do in this list? I think that's a, and they might go, well, none. So that's another conversation. Or oh, this one right now. So let's put aside those things. Because again, people, when you have the old prioritization list, again, it gets to a judgment, uh, judging, oh, okay, well, I can't do it. I've got too many and I can't get to it. 
just flip it around and go, what have you got energy to do right now? And that might be, you know what my energy is, I've got energy for now is to take a walk. To call, call my mum, do this task. Do, I don't know what, what whatever, whatever the answer yeah. might be. Yeah, yeah. That is um, really interesting you say that because I was talking to Chris before we started this podcast and he said to me about the playing golf and he said, you know, I am never guilty when I play golf. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that thing where you might be immersed in that in golfing. I don't play golf. I don't know if you do or not. I don't. But I do other things. And I know when I'm immersed in those things, I'm deeply immersed in them. And when I come out of them, I've got new energy. Yes. Yeah. That's right. And so you've, you're putting yourself into a, a place where your energy is matching that and you come out and you can apply your, your energy to the other tasks, which in a much more efficient, effective way. And we all have things which we don't like doing or, or we, we put us put aside, but we get a sense of judging ourselves and get guilty, don't we? Oh, I yeah, we do. To that or I put, oh, I should do that. You know, that's another word that's... Yeah, if the should's in the sense. Yeah, if the should's in the I don't know about you, Michael, but there's a few things I just don't do because I, I dislike them so much or I'm not very good at them that I just outsource them now and I go, well, that's, this is just not me. I'm going to pay someone to do that. There you go, managing your energy. Yeah, your exactly. Get, outsource it. It it's, mm. uh, sucks energy from me. Is there anything else, any other pearls you'd like to share with us on this I don't do busy concept? Do you think we've touched everything we needed to or have you... You know, I think we've covered off a lot of ground here, Mark, in terms of, you know, the, the, the impact of the word itself on your behaviours and what goes on around it, the, the judging around it, the beat you have. We've covered off, um, I think we've covered off a lot of great, great ground there for people to take away. Yeah, I might see if you've got one more story from someone you worked with who, who was either perpetually busy or not handling their time very well or not handling <laughs> their energy very well. Well, I, I do. I do recall this this one. I was working with a CEO who was finding prioritisation really difficult. Was finding it um, her work not engaging. She was tired. Um, and then we talked. When we talked around, uh, we talked about being busy and what that means. And we talked about her use of the word. And then she she took a, a journal of how many times she used it or how many times she heard it in her company. She was she was amazed at how many times the B word got used. Um, and so when we talked about be you have, and we talked about managing energy, not time. And when we talked about, you know, making conscious choices to, um, uh, to work, uh, and when your energy is in the right space, she, she said, this pillar of wisdom to me, she said, Michael, what's happened is here is that I've worked out as a chief executive is that skill set is not a work on for me. Mindset is the work on for me. Oh. And that was a it, it was a terrific moment in my coaching and mentoring, and I've used that story many, many times with chief executives and who I coach and mentor and others. Is that you know when you get to certain levels and and a, you know skill set, it's like my son's a, 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 a nationally ranked basketballer. You know, basketballers, you know, if you can dribble, shoot, um, and pass, that's the skill set you need. But the really world-class athletes, they work on their mindset because they've got the skill set to play the game. And most chief executives have got all the skill sets required to be a chief executive to work on is their mindset. And I reckon one of the things that unlocks fantastic leadership is removing busyness from their world. I so agree with you. And I might finish on one thing that Chris and I use all the time. We have a saying, 
in the Better Business podcast, which is what got you here won't get you there. And what we often find, both of us don't work in quite as many corporates as you do or big businesses, we work in owner-operator businesses, is that a lot of people discover that the skills that got them to the point they are today are not the things that are going to move them forward. Yeah, great. That's really nice. Yeah. Well, Michael, that's, that's been truly enlightening. Thank you for your time. Um, You're welcome. We, we might uh, see if we can tease another podcast out of you because you've got a lot to give here. And I just really thank like you. to say thank you for that. It's great. Thank you, Mark. Been a pleasure.